Hey, welcome to the MOD Report. This is the show where we talk all things HR and the crazy things we go through in the hospitality industry. I'm your host, Dr. Ryan Giffen. As always, this episode will be available on my YouTube channel, but also anywhere you get your podcast, including Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeart, and many more. Today on the show, we are meeting with Trapper Martin, owner of Dream Vacations franchise based out of Orlando, Florida, to discuss the cruise industry, travel agency operators, and their sustainability in a post-COVID-19 world. Hey, Trapper, welcome to the show. I'm glad to be here. Great to have you. Hey, so the cruise ship industry, like many other facets of the hospitality industry, is suffering in ways that I don't believe that any of us ever thought could happen. I mean, just in the last couple of weeks, uh, it was reported that some cruise ships have been decommissioned, sent to scrapyards. In fact, even some ships that I think both you and I have uh, previously sailed on. So before we go any further, let's start with our first question for you, which is just tell us a little bit about you, maybe how you got into the business, uh, and what is Dream Vacations exactly? Sure. So Dream Vacations is a, a franchise business that has um, uh, that basically uh, we've got roughly 1,500 franchisees right now, um, and I'm one of those. The uh, it's uh, I've been in the business for. Uh, eight years now. The it's been uh, an amazing journey. Um, so basically, we're part of World Travel Holdings, which is the largest seller of uh, cruises in North America. They own several different brands, and this is basically it's called the home base brand, um, or uh, you know, for for the for the business. Um, it's been growing dramatically since I started. I think when I started, there were maybe four hundred franchises. And uh, now we're at 1,500. Obviously, this has been an extremely challenging time. But I came on when I uh, when we bought the franchise with uh, me and my husband. Um, I was working full time as a um, as a district manager for a restaurant chain. And uh, so when I came in, you know, I think people <laughs> thought I was crazy to go into a travel agency business. Um, and they've all since apologized for those things. But the uh, it's been a, it's been a great ride for eight years so far. Uh, obviously, 2020 is more than challenging, uh, and we can get into that in a little bit. But uh, it's it's uh, that's kind of the history and where we're coming from. Yeah, so let's talk about that a little bit. When you talk about the challenges here in 2020, um, what exactly does that mean? These challenges, like what are you dealing with? What I call now a, a COVID 19 world. Yeah, I don't think that uh, anyone, you know, travel agents or or anyone would thought that it would have ended up like this or where we are right now. And I don't think that we really know where, um, you know, where, we, this, where this is going to start again. Um, you know, I've had, you know, multiple, uh, multiple groups even that have, that were part of the first cancellations that have had a second booking that have canceled. And so, um, you know, it's, 
it's certainly <laughs> uh, challenging, um, and especially when you're dealing with the whole variety of clients of, you know, some people, it's their first time to cruise and they had two cancellations. And so the, the biggest challenges so far have really been timing of refunds, which are gotten much, much quicker uh, recently, uh, except for airlines, uh, especially European airlines um, have had lots of issues with timeliness of refunds. Um, uh, there's been several articles in the in the last uh, you know couple of weeks that have referenced you know them blaming travel agents for their delays and timing and those kind of things, which is not uh, obviously true. Um, and so a lot of the European governments have pushed uh, them to to do refunds faster. Several of them, like the Lufthansa Group and those kind of things, have started to refund in the last three four weeks, um, which has been good. But obviously, when people are you know, spending four or five thousand dollars on business class tickets, that is, you know, they want their money back and to try to plan something for the future. So, um, yes. yeah. but the, the biggest things are that most people want are, uh, especially older clients, is that you know they're they're just not going to travel until there's some type of vaccine or rapid testing those kind of things. So. Yeah, I, I would say, I don't know about you. What, what would you say? I know you and I have a lot of um, friends and acquaintances in common that, um, in fact, we've even been on a on a cruise ship together um, a, a little over a year ago. But um, what about the younger generation? I mean, you mentioned the older generation. Do you do you have a pulse on that by, you know? Well, I mean, I think both the, the younger and the older generation are itching to travel and cruise or otherwise. Yeah. Um, I mean, we sell everything from, we sell everything under the sun basically, but, uh, you know, probably 65, 70% of my business are cruises. Okay. Um, but the, but there are, you know, the biggest push is to try to get, uh, more domestic travel done. We were on a call yesterday about trying to get some, some good information on resorts in the U S that are practicing well, as far as COVID goes that we can confidently put clients in. Um, but there are, you know, things not only internationally, what the rules are around COVID, but certainly domestically, it, it's, it changes every day as well by state of who's supposed to quarantine for 14 days when they're there and those kind of things. So it's, it's difficult to, to, I mean, not difficult, but it's, it's a lot of changing information every day as far as, you know, where you're allowed to travel. And, and, you know, a lot of these things on, uh, are, self-policed yeah and so it's uh it, you kind of have to you know walk the line of what what people's intentions are because you know obviously we've got uh, uh, uh an issue with cases here so yeah i got uh, it's so it, it's crazy to me in a sense that there's just so many different regulations out there you know we'll just you mentioned the 14-day quarantine and i instantly i think of hawaii um, where it's like, you know, me being in California, it's, it's fairly, a lot of Californians, you know, travel to yeah. Hawaii for vacation. It's pretty easy to get to, but this whole idea of being under this 14 day quarantine, right. When you get there, they throw you in a hotel room. That's a little dramatic. Not right. I really think that, yeah, I mean, I, I think that the, the, it, it's going to require a lot of rapid testing yep. development, which, which hopefully it sounds like in the, you know, this week that there might be a bunch of companies heading towards that. But for domestic or for cruise travel, is that I, it, it's going to require rapid testing because I mean it could you know honestly with the cruise business and there's been a few articles about this as well is that it could end up being 
you know, the safest way to travel potentially, especially for people that are driving there. Um, if there's rapid tests done as you board, and then uh, especially early on when you know they're they're, it, it, it's it's good luck I guess that they you know all these private islands have had either upgrades or brand new private islands like MSCs. Yeah. Um, you know the dock the dock at Coco Key and those kind of things is that it's, um, you know the initial cruises they'll they really can be in a somewhat controlled environment um, as we as we hopefully ramp up. This yeah. Fall. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about uh, employee morale uh, a little bit and maybe of what you have witnessed or experienced. I'm curious about the actual associates or the travel agents that you work with. How are they holding up uh, since March? I mean, how are they holding up as in terms of that morale and productivity and, um, and, sure. and selling these dream vacations? Yeah. Well, I've got uh, seven associates that, uh, that are under my franchise that, um, that we work together with. Um, and there uh, have been all over the board. I think we've had a lot of uh, obviously pushes to 21 and 22. It's nice. Some vendors have opened up a lot of inventory in 22, which is ahead of schedule, which is nice um, to try to, to get things rebooked into. Um, as far as the general network, uh, you know, we're, we have a very active Facebook page uh, for, for our franchisees. And um, it, it's, I mean, I mean, obviously everyone is, is uh, this is a big shock and a big blow to income uh, for this year. Um, you know, the cruise lines have done a phenomenal job of, of continuing to work with us and depending on, without going into detail for each cruise line, is, uh, you know, protecting commissions on some canceled sailings uh, and those types of things, which is, you know, just a, a testament to the partnership that they have with us to, uh, you know, to, to partner with us. I mean, uh, you know, 85% of cruises are sold through agents of some sort. Um, and so the, uh, they have been very, very active in, uh, you know, maintaining the relationships. So, but, the, but, but obviously is that the, the difference is, is that, you know, you're paid generally when, when things sail, and with nothing sailing, then uh, it's going to be you know a hit on income. So I'm certainly that there will be, in the general sense of things, less agents on the other side of this. Um, that being said, is that there will be uh, I don't know how many less agents because there's various different ways that people can can sell travel. Mm. Uh, but in our business, is that you know we have five year franchise contracts and those types of things. And, and generally on the franchise side of things is that we're very optimistic that things are going to turn around on the other side. And there's, there's certainly a strong demand for travel for the future. I mean, our bookings for 21 and 22 have been great. I've had it. I mean, that's the whole thing is that I've had great sales for the future. It's just that, you know, there's not, there's the cancellations over and over again for this year or what, or what's, uh, you know, impacting things. You said for twenty one, the year twenty one and twenty two bookings have been. Have those bookings come in yes. since March mostly, or were these bookings? Oh yeah. Before? Uh, well, uh, well, both, both. I mean, I've had uh, you know April and uh, April, May, and June have, were were very good months for me for future sales. It's just that normally during those time frames, also I would have a lot of bookings for this year, okay. and so there, you know, that's the that's kind of the issue is that you know you're all on a commission based anything you're you're getting paid when you're getting paid but you're always booking for the future and so the lack of of short-term you know close-in bookings 
is certainly something that that is affecting the business and the industry in general. But the um, but it's but it's been uh, sales wise for the future. I mean, quite strong, and it it continues. And people you know, get cabin fever easily. So yeah. it's, I, I'm you know. I'm also curious. I don't know if you know this. I'm putting you on the spot because I didn't ask you to prepare this question. But I'd be curious also if um, these bookings that are on the books are these typically short. Um, short sailing times, like seven day cruises or 14 days? Like, are they more long term or short term? Do you see there, any? There, all my future bookings actually are, are much longer bookings. So, seven plus days. Seven. Um, okay. I don't have a lot of, I mean, I some stuff that's on the books for short cruises, but they're mostly, they're mostly planning on a vaccine and we're going to go. Yeah. And yep. so, I mean, one thing that, that also helped really during this time that's helping with future bookings too, is that anything booked once again, varies by line, but anything that is booked, you know, now through the end of August for most of them comes with extra guarantees. So like that, you know, cruise with confidence with Royal brands and those kind of things that where if you book it during this time frame, even under refundable deposits or whatnot, you'll still have the option. Like let's say this is sailing in March and you decide you're uncomfortable at the, you know, two days before the cruise, you can cancel that. It won't be for a cash refund, but for a future cruise credit. But that's still a, quite an offer, yeah. you know, considering what their normal penalties would be for that, yeah. is that um, you know, basically everyone right now and some version of the other has, you know, lock in the prices now because you're, and you'll have the option to cancel, you know, 24 to 48 hours out. And the uh, you know, same thing is that it's, I mean, it's just, it's amazing how, quickly the industry is adapted to to things that used to make stricter and stricter and stricter as that was growing. And then now during obviously this time is that they're quickly adapting to to loosen a lot of uh, penalty phases, especially for future bookings. Yeah, which also makes me wonder uh if because airlines are somewhat doing the same thing, you know, actually doing cash refund, mm -hmm. which is uh generally unheard of because it's usually a future flight. Mm -hmm. Credit, very similar. So it'll be interesting to see if that maintains itself. You know, once we get out of this um, pandemic, let's just project five years out. If um, they're going to start tightening a little bit and going back to the way they used to be, or if the consumer now has this expectation of, well, you've done it before, why aren't you doing it again? Yeah. If you don't do it, I'm not going to book with you. Um, yeah, I mean, that's kind of happened in the past a little bit, actually, because I mean, when. I don't remember when you first started cruising, but when, when we started cruising heavily, wow. uh, you know, 10 years ago, most of the brands, even up to a day or two before you could get, if the, if the price had dropped, mm. you would get a cash refund for <laughs> the difference in price. Interesting. Now that happens for a lot of them prior to this, there's that there, that's part of the new thing too. So they brought that back, not as cash, but as an onboard credit, but the, um, but they have, uh, you know, it, it's 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 a little crazy. Is that that used to be if the price dropped after this for most lines? Is that you could upgrade, you know, use that value to upgrade to a higher category, but not there was no, you know, benefit. Huh. Yeah. So you kind of alluded to it with the bookings for 21-22. I guess the question is, is do you believe the cruise industry is going to bounce back quickly? And 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 how does a company uh, like Dream Vacations or, or travel agents in general, how do you partner with the industry to ensure that 
your organization and the industry benefit? So I guess that's a two question. Uh, sure. Anymore, so. Well, I mean, the the especially the cruise industry has always uh, relied heavily, like I said earlier, is 85% of bookings come through some type of agency. I mean, Expedia is an agency. Um, the uh, And so they have, uh, especially during these times, have continued to partner and, and reach out to us. I mean, their name aligned, there's probably a weekly um, webinar about something. I mean, like Royal Caribbean, for example, has coffee talk with Vicki Freed, who's the, the senior vice president for uh, for agent sales, um, that she has, you know, she's, I think she's had Richard Fain, who's the CEO of Royal Caribbean Brands, three times on there or whatnot. And he's, uh, you know, they're very transparent about um, everything that they've done. Several lines, like, uh, have increased commission or had bonus commissions. Um, I mean, I, I, I definitely imagine on the on, as we move forward, and it's already happening, and it'll continue to happen more, is that there are going to be uh, major partnerships with with uh, with agents to to get people back on the ships or for resorts or whatever the case may be, is and that's that's already started. I mean, I told uh, you know my partner and Shane that <laughs> that as soon as it started, I was like, man, there's going to be some major opportunities when this rebounds, uh, you know, for, for increased sales because of this, um, yeah. same thing on the flip side is that just like people have had, um, uh, that booked anything in, you know, directly or something with an online travel agent or those kind of things that could not get an answer. You know, everyone's been furloughed, those types of things. I mean, the whole times, even for us on the, the agent side have run into the hours. It's much better now. But instead of a client having to do this, so the clients that that may be booked direct or that may be booked uh, with an online agency, it's certainly going to be advantageous for us to you know, for them to work with a with a, a travel partner uh, because we're doing all that work for you if you know stuff hits the fan. Yeah. Um, as far as how us as a company, like we're part of World Travel Holdings, which is a like the largest seller of. of cruise travel in the North in North America. Um, but it's, uh, we have tons and tons of group space out there. So we always have pricing advantages, um, you know, for a group that you'll never meet, but you'll be booked into to lower pricing and those kind of things is basically how we've always partnered and will continue to partner with, with the cruise brands anyway. It's interesting also that, you know, for many consumers, they thought there was going to be like basically the death of travel agencies that um, the invention of the internet uh, was going right. to kill off travel agencies. And, you know, the American Express AAA travel agents were no longer going to be needed um, because of the internet and consumers can book their own travel and do it um, in that sense. And, and it sounds like what you're saying is probably just the opposite uh, when we come out of this, that there's going to be a, a, a more need for, um, for, for these agents is that it, it was like that for a while. I mean, for a while, probably up until seven ish years ago is that, I mean, certainly the internet had a major impact on travel agents, uh, especially at the time, because a lot of travel agents at the time made money off of booking airfare. Yeah. And when the airlines cut off commission for that, there was a huge drop off in, in agencies. Right. For us, I mean, like the same time is that, you know, people thought I was crazy when I bought a travel agency eight years ago. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, but at the same time is that we've, you know, th those type brick and mortar travel agents have, 
uh, at the time were having a, a major decline in those kind of things. You're seeing in the last few years actually a resurgence of that. You spoke of AAA. AAA has a lot of uh, you know a, a retail agencies now. Mm. Um, the um, and so it's it, it has definitely come back. I mean the the use of I mean like our land business for example. I mean uh, Dream Vacations home based. Uh, Mod, franchise model used to be called Cruise One. There's still a lot of Cruise One agents out there uh, that have not switched over to the Dream Vacations brand. But the reason for switching over to Dream Vacations was to uh, you know, that it was more than cruises. And yeah. so our land business, you know, both personally and for a network, has gone through the roof for the last few years. And so that's a, a big part of business, which especially is helping during this time because you know people are where we're allowed to travel right now. Mm -hmm. are are picking up so mexico and those kind of things so um yeah i tell you i mean we uh we actually used uh one of your associates actually well not i'm gonna say recently several months ago because we were <laughs> going to australia in june um and i've never been to australia and this is my plug for travel still haven't like I uh, still haven't, <laughs> um, but it's nice to like talk to someone who has been there, who has, um, yeah. who's able to do the research on our behalf and, and make those recommendations based off of our needs that I don't think any Google search or any, any research on my end, let alone the time, uh, would be able to do that. And I think a misconception that a consumer has is that you have to pay a lot of money to use a travel agent, um, when that is simply just not true, but I don't think. Um, some folks are educated in that area or whatnot. So, right, yeah, the vast majority of agents don't, uh, you know, charge any fees for that. I none of uh, none of uh, the folks in our agency do, uh, and I mean, uh, my personal franchise agency do, uh, does. Yeah. Uh, some some folks do, you know, charge uh, a research fee or those kind of things that might be applied towards the total cost of the trip, uh, especially if they're like large family European gatherings and those kind of things. And and there are various other agencies that that sometimes charge fees but in 95 percent of the time uh you know there's no fees involved yeah. for using an agent whatsoever so yeah yeah well good deal so i have a couple more questions as we wrap up and sure. that is the, the 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 first one you you mentioned that you used to work in the restaurant business is that right i did uh for well, a long time well long, <laughs> i actually long, started long. with uh, the first uh, the first restaurant business I had I think I started when I was 15 oh, wow. and had a um, my great grandfather had a 45 foot like decaying boat sitting out at the the lake in Alabama where my parents had a place and uh, so I had this grand idea to turn this into a, uh, a burger boat so I sold all kind of, we at a gathering place where people would jump off a rock and whatnot in uh, Lake Martin, Alabama. Yeah. And uh, so I started the burger boat and had that for about four years um, and made great money as a kid in high right school. It was, yeah. Yeah, it, was uh, it was a lot of fun, a lot of work, but it was a lot of fun. And, you know, it's interesting to get, <laughs> you know, all these health licenses and I would sell gasoline and ice and pizzas and burgers and whatever. I mean, it was crazy, but it was fun. Um, and then went into, uh, owned a couple of restaurants in, uh, Colorado and then, uh, went to the corporate side and was a district manager for uh, restaurants in Colorado and Maryland okay. and then back to Colorado. Um, and, uh, then decided to do this full time. So it's, uh, so that's what I want to ask. Why? 
And if you had to do well, it all over again, would you would you do it differently? Would, would you change anything? I or? would do it earlier. Honestly, is that uh, you know I probably waited two years before we bought the franchise, and yeah. my husband and everything. I mean, he, I think everyone thought it was crazy, but the. Um, I think we still uh, did. No, I'm just yeah. <laughs> well, it's uh, so it it you know is. I basically did that for five years where I working full time and, and having this business, I couldn't be any busier than I was. And then went full time three plus years ago. And, uh, and it's been gangbusters since then. I mean, it was, I think that there's a lot to be said that when, you know, people in your network and and groups and those kind of things know that you're doing it full time, that it's, um, that, uh, you know, that sales increased way faster than I thought they were. Uh, so we brought, you know, uh, Shane, my husband into the business full time in December, wonderful timing for this COVID crisis. Um, but things are going well. So, I mean, it's, it's, uh, this year is going to be certainly a big hit, but, um, you know, future sales and, uh, it, and referrals and those kind of things are really what's, uh, you know, driving the train right now. Yeah. All right. Well, finally, I ask all my guests the same question, so you should be prepared for it. Uh, if you had to go back in time and give one piece of advice to your 20 year old self, what would it be? Oh, Lord, it's a tough one. I mean, I, I, it's kind of the same thing as that. I think that I would say that I would do this earlier and I would definitely tell myself to try to relax more mm. <laughs> and try to get people around me to relax more because it's, um, you know, we've only got one life here and everything's given perspective this year. So it's, uh, it's you know, enjoy what you've got and appreciate what you have. Absolutely. Great advice. Well, thank you, Trapper, for taking the time out to um, tell us and give us a little insight of the cruise industry and, and what Dream Vacations is doing. Uh, if if anyone that's listening um, or watching wants to um, look into booking a Dream Vacation with you, how do they go about that? Oh, sure. You can head to our website, which is uh, yourvacationheroes.com. So just yourvacationheroes.com or can certainly call us at uh, 877-232-2228. Great. And we'll put that information in the show notes um, or you can just reach out to us directly to get that to you um, and go from there. But thank you again. Appreciate your time. Thank you. Have a great day. All right. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in. Want to keep the conversation going? Come on over to my website, inospire.com, or find me on LinkedIn, Twitter, or my YouTube channel. You can post your questions or your comments. And why not? It's basically free access to a professor and a consultant. The MOD report is sponsored by Inospire, where cultures are built through innovation and inspiration. I'm Dr. Giffen and we'll see you next time.